Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unboozed Podcast, where we are going to talk about adding value to your life by removing alcohol. I'm your host, Lizzie Fullerton. You can find me still on Instagram at L-I-Z-Z-I-E-F-U-L-L-E, but I've really made a major jump to TikTok, so most everything that I'm posting is there now, and I'm really no longer managing the Unboost podcast Instagram. You guys, I was on too many platforms and it was so overwhelming and it just takes me away from being able to produce this podcast at all. So I'm still using or keeping my personal Instagram. I'll still keep the Unboost podcast Instagram available, but I won't be using it much. And then, like I said, most everything will be on TikTok. All my handles are the same. I do have a YouTube that I'm trying to get into. Um, I want to apologize in advance for the background noise. I am currently living in New York City. I could probably go record this in my bathroom, but I don't want to because I wouldn't be comfortable. It would feel weird. And right now I have the pleasure of looking out my window so I get to watch the people walk by as I record. But again, there will probably be a lot of background noise, so that just comes with being in New York City. So let's get started. Obviously, today, what I want to talk about is the fact that I'm in New York City, but not just that. Um, I feel like a lot has changed since I recorded last And I've obviously not been very consistent with this podcast, and I do apologize for anyone that does find this podcast helpful. I'm doing my best. If I don't feel like it's a fuck yes, I do not record. Um, So I really wait for the downloads to come to me, for the moment to strike me that I feel called to record this. I will say I did have someone reach out to me yesterday and let me know that they listened to the podcast and that it helped them with their journey to an alcohol-free lifestyle. And every time that you guys do that, it is very, very, um, I don't, I don't, I can't even put it into words. It's, it's very important for my journey. So I do thank all of you that have reached out and I do thank you for listening because just by listening, you truly are making one of my dreams come true, which is just to be able to share my journey because I'm like, man, we're two minutes in. I'm already about to cry. Um, life is hard. You guys, um, I can't even get through this sentence. Life is hard, you guys, and what makes it harder is when we feel separate from each other, and this podcast is just my way to connect and hopefully help you all with a really, really hard decision and make it a lot easier because on the other side, I always say this, on the other side of drinking is, I mean, there's a lot of healing and shadow work and and working through trauma. Um, but then on the other side of all of that is so many moments of joy, euphoria, and just amazement for what this experience really is that you would never be able to have if you continue to bring yourself down with alcohol. So um, as I said, I'm in New York City, but I want to talk about how I got here. Um, it's kind of crazy. Personally, I feel like I, I actually did fucking quantum leap. Um, for anyone who is new to quantum leaping, I swear I've talked about it. 
I'm not sure if I have though. It's just basically when you go from one place to another place rather quickly without really realizing how you got there. It's kind of like you just wake up one day and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck is my life? Um, And so that's, yeah, that's pretty much, that's where I'm at right now. So I think the last time I recorded was, it might've been after, no, I don't even think it was after the new year. I should go look. I have no idea. It might've been after the new year. Anyway, for the new year, um, I had a great new year's with my little sister and her husband. Um, it was very mellow. My little sister, as I've said many times, oh, I do think I talked about spending new year's sober, right? That's gotta be the last time. Okay. So we'll move on from that. So then I decided to go to the beach. I had every intention to record, every Sunday, um, while I was at the beach, but instead I just really focused on healing. But one of the major things is that I 100% stopped smoking weed. And I think this is really, really important because I've mentioned it a little bit, but I want to be very clear that I was never 100% sober. Um, so anyone who's trying to go 100% sober, Um, that's very, very hard. I did not do that. I used weed as a major clutch and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think it's the only thing that, um, enabled me to stay sober. Um, so if you are someone that uses weed, I think that's great. But then I got to a point where I realized, um, and it was like a really hard decision, but it was almost like the same decision as with alcohol that it was holding me back and it was still basically a suppression tactic. Um, I wasn't able to fully heal and holy crap, the month I had at the beach, I cried, I think every single day. And I don't mean that in like a, oh my God, I hate my life. I'm crying. I mean that in as like a clearing of energy, a clearing of trauma, a morning of my, I like already again, I'm crying (laughs) a morning of my old self. So what you will probably learn really quickly, and it will be so fucking uncomfortable. And that's why you go back to drinking. Cause you're like, what is this mess? I have learned that I love to cry and feel the release of trauma. That means that I'm doing something right. So you have to kind of learn that all of those really uncomfortable feelings instead of meaning you're doing something wrong, generally actually mean you're on the right track. And so like, again, with my anxiety, I started to say, it's not anxiety, it's intuition. So every time I'm anxious, it's just my intuition saying, nope, you're on the right track, let go and like, let the process unfold. And the more I'm able to lean into my discomfort you know, the more healing I'm able to complete. So that's a super, super important thing that I want to make clear to everyone. Whether you have been following along for a while, this is the first podcast that you're listening to, whether you are sober already, or you just want to go down that path, or you're using weed like I was, and maybe you're wondering how to get clean of that. Holy crap, being completely sober, there's just nothing on the world like it. And 
There's nothing more enjoyable, but it does take time. It's 100% not going to be you quit everything and the next day your life is better. It has taken me years to get to this point because you just have to think of all the trauma that you've put yourself through. And that starts at a very young age for so many people, for most of us, honestly. So if you have 30 years of trauma impacted into your body, releasing that is going to take a long time. And that is why I've decided... Um, I did give up weed completely for a month while I was at the beach, but the last three days I was like, well, I kind of want to experience this with weed. So I did start smoking again for about two weeks and now I'm off of it again for like three or four or five days, whatever. And I just think it's like, I don't want to do life distracted and suppressed like that. And really truly to gain control and like learn who you are, you have to be completely sober. But then once you are completely sober, it's like, it really is a superpower. And alcohol free is a superpower, but it's just not as big of a superpower as completely sober. So of course, every day I think, oh, who cares? Just go get weed. It's whatever, relax. But by doing that, I'm telling myself, you don't know how to relax on your own and you need a substance to do that for you. So that's kind of what I've explained about alcohol is that every time you choose alcohol over yourself because you don't know how to have fun without it, you don't know how to relax without it, you're telling yourself you're not good enough. And I stand by that forever. Well, I reserve the right to change my mind at any time, but I have stood by that claim that using is a signal to yourself that you're not good enough. I've stood by that for a long time and I continue to, and it's what's kept me from drinking. And I think it's what will keep me from, I can't say, cause like obviously weed has been more challenging. Being completely sober is very challenging, but I want to do that. And, um, so I guess we're on this journey, but at the beach, like I said, I released so much. Um, and I mean, being at the beach, we, Drake and I, my dog, We walked four miles a day on the beach. There was also like a little park with a lake next door. We walked like a mile at that every day and just like spent a lot of time outside. And what I've learned um, over the last few years is that the more time you can spend outside moving your body, the better your life will be. And that's it. That's it. That's to me, that's the secret to life. Um, I thought it was like, you know, to get better, to, to keep becoming better, to work harder. No, fuck all that shit. Fuck hustle culture. Fuck working hard. That's like, okay. Oh my God. I'm, di- I'm digressing, but I really want to, I have to say this little thing. If we get into the future and robots can do everything, there will be no need for us to work, which means like we won't need money. We can just have everything. Like Oh my gosh, this is such a big topic. I probably shouldn't even get into it. But I really want you to think about that. We're not put on here on earth to work. We came into this society that required us to work because things needed to get done to build our society, right? So once our society is built, like there could be, it's not like, oh my God, the robots are going to steal all our jobs and we're all going to be homeless. No, we're not going to have to work anymore. And then we can just focus on being, on moving our bodies, on learning ourselves. We're human beings, not human doings. So when I first quit my job six months ago, I was like, I just want more. I want to work harder, blah, blah, blah. No, now I'm like, I just want to be, I just want to be peaceful. I just want to learn myself. I want to go go within and figure out who I am and why I'm here and what I'm supposed to learn while I'm here. Again, I'm like about to cry, you guys. This is obviously like a really 
emotional and important episode for me. I feel like if there's any episode to listen to, this is the one because when I started this, like I was so new on this journey and um, I had so little experience behind me. And now I'm like, I'm sure I'm still really early on because, you know, there's so many people that have years and years and years and years of sobriety and so many accomplishments when it comes to healing. And I'll get there one day. But now it's just like all the things that I've been able to do and experience are so insane to me. So the month at the beach um, was truly life-changing. If you can, if you work remote or you have money saved and you hate your job, this is your sign. Quit your job or whatever. Get an Airbnb at any beach town. I don't give a fuck where. I was in North Carolina. It's fucking magical. Um, And go to the beach for a month. And Set your intention to do as little as possible, eat as healthy as possible, you know, within reason, um, and just walk, just walk the beach, just walk like four miles, five, six miles a day on the beach, spend time at the beach, ground at the beach, because just getting away from all the nonsense of the world and getting to have that experience and heal and just like cry every day and let it all out and have, you know, no expectations of yourself, you know, be a human being, not a human doing. It was the best thing that I've ever done. Like hands down. It was like a dream and the days didn't even feel real. Um, and now I'm living my lifelong dream of at least spending a month in New York city. I'm I think I want to stay. I, you know, I'm pretty sure at this point it's been almost two weeks that I've been here. Two weeks tomorrow, and um, I really like it. I don't necessarily want to have to hustle super hard to stay here, so I don't know. We will see how it all pans out. I've set my intentions, and I don't know what will happen. But I've always dreamed of uh, at least spending a month in New York City. Just had to stop that to clear my throat, and I just saw three, three, three on the clock, so that was cool. Um, but I have a little bit of a cold, you guys, too. So all the distractions on this podcast, but that's not going to stop me from getting this message out. So I've had a lifelong dream, and I think so many people probably have this dream because that's what the person that reached out to me yesterday said was that, you know, it's a dream of theirs as well to, excuse me, go to New York City. And so I just thought, why not? I might as well go try, see if I like it and see what comes from it. And it's, it is awesome. I love it here. So here's what I'm experiencing. Um, I'm going to tell you the whole story because why not? It's super fun. So, um, I, I've talked about it a little bit that I was like, I was thinking about moving here and you know, you guys, I think all know that my plan was to move closer to family, to move to DC, live there. But the whole point of that was kind of like to be in a baby New York, DC is like really scary in my opinion. Maybe I just followed the wrong Instagram, but bad things are happening to normal people, not just in the bad areas every single day there. Like really bad. It's just really gotten so bad and it's small. It's not that big. So there's not that much space to be like, well, I live in a good area and that's way far. No, that's like down this, still down the street from you. Someone like got ran over like by the white house, like during the day, just walking, like killed. So anyway, I don't want to, let's release the negativity. I'm sorry. But anyway, DC just to me was a no. 
it was a hard no, um, sadly, because my family is there. But um, so then I was like, New York, New York, New York. I've always wanted to go there. Like, how exciting. But then all these things were saying like, no, don't go. It's like so expensive. But then really, that was it. That was it. That was the only reason that I didn't want to go. That's so, it was so expensive. And then I'm like, who the fuck are you? What is money? What, what the fuck is that? Like, why can't you make more money? Why can't you expand your reality to afford that? So if you're listening to this and you say things like that's too expensive, well, then it's always going to be too expensive for you. And I'm just not willing to limit myself because of money. Money is a energy. It's a frequency. It's a goddamn meaningless piece of paper. It's a number in your bank account. It's literally nothing. It does grow on trees. And that's a whole nother topic that I would love to educate people on, but I just don't know if I'm there yet because I'm, I'm really trying to learn the energetics of just abundance in general, but whatever you believe is what becomes your reality. And so if you believe that everything's too expensive and that you have to live in a tiny place and that you're never going to be worth making more money then literally you never will. So I was like, I'm done believing that New York city is too expensive for me because that's the only thing that has ever kept me from moving here and maybe the cold, but I will tell you guys, it's been pretty warm. So I'm not mad about it. Um, and so once I got over that, it's too expensive. I'm done with that. I'm never going to feel that way about anything. Um, and it's not like I've made more money since I've changed my mindset, but like doors have just like opened. Like I've just been more willing to use the money that I do have in a different way. So here I am. I'm in New York City. I booked an Airbnb. Basically what I do, you guys, is if I see something I like that I can't afford, then I reach out to the host and I ask them if they would consider a dis- any type of discounted rate. This works especially well if it's right before booking because maybe it's a property that's literally going to sit vacant and it has been sitting vacant and they just want to get it booked. Like you have no idea. So you, it doesn't hurt to reach out. Um, I did get a yes the first time I reached out and it was like this amazing place in Soho. And then the first thing that my family, my sister and my stepmom both said is it seems fraud or they just like, it just fraud got brought up. And I was like, that's so weird because when I booked my North Carolina one, no one said anything. So I was like, okay. So then it was in my head. Maybe we all manifested it as a collective or maybe it just was, it was fraud. He pulled some runaround, blah, 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 like whatever. I don't even think the Airbnb even exists. I think he's like a total, like, I don't don't know what he was trying to pull. Like, I mean, I'm not an idiot. The Airbnb will protect you. So you don't really have anything to worry about just so you know, but just do not cancel on your own. Like let Airbnb handle it. So I was like, really actively reaching out to Airbnb the entire time. Um, and then I just, then I had to reach out. I stayed in a hotel cause I went back to my mom's for a couple days, but the energy there is just not, it's not for me. It's not my vibe. My mom is a very different individual than I am and our energies don't go well together. So we've worked really hard our entire lives to maintain a relationship and it definitely goes through ebbs and flows. And right now I'm not in the energetic space to be in her energetic space and like, whatever. I'm sorry, you guys, if I've gone off the deep and sounds so hippy dippy to you but this is what happens when you stop believing what you're told is reality and figure out what reality really is by going within you and finding your truth and and drinking keeps you from that okay so that's why drinking is legal right i'm sorry if i sound like some crazy conspiracy theory theorist but i'm not this is fact and the sooner you open your eyes to this they want you to drink the, the government. It's not even like the government. I don't even know who they is when I say they, but like 
being able to control you when you're numb is super easy. If you're all woke and like understanding your worth and like going for it and like all the things that I'm saying, then it would be very hard to control the general population. So um, drinking to me was just like given to society to keep it controlled. Um, So anyway, I decided I needed to leave my mom's immediately, even though I knew this Airbnb was going to be fraud because I was like, what are the check-in instructions? And he's like, oh, I'll give them to you soon. And then like the day of it's like 11. I'm like, check-in is in two hours. Like what are the fucking check-in instructions? Man, I don't need to get angry over something so stupid. Um, I really didn't get angry. I was just like laughing. Like this guy's a joke. So yeah. So anyway, so then I stayed a ho- in a hotel for one night. Cause it was, if you go on hotels tonight, I don't, maybe you guys already know all these tricks, but like, if you don't, you're welcome. If you go on hotels tonight, pretty much any major city, there's a hotel for a hundred dollars a night. Like that's really cheap in my opinion. So, um, got a hotel in Fidei and holy shit, I don't like Fidei really at all. <laughs> Fidei is like the buildings are so unbelievably overwhelmingly huge. And like, I don't, I don't even know. Anyway, so I stayed in Fidei for the night and I was just like messaging every single Airbnb host in New York city that had an available listing, which there's not that many, like it's actually pretty hard to find Airbnbs in New York city. Like, so there's probably way, way, way better ways of going about spending a month in New York city, like subletting for a month. I just, felt safer and like I just like Airbnb I've used it for a long time to do these types of things so um that's what I decided to do so I messaged so many hosts I got so many no's no 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 we're not discounting rate like it's New York City you're crazy and eventually someone said they said no I kept messaging and they were like this group of hosts and it was like embarrassing because they're like girl no we keep telling you no but I couldn't tell that they were all the same hosts because it was like a group of them and finally he goes here and sends me a listing (laughs) that was the price that I wanted and that's the listing that I'm in if you're curious it is on TikTok I did like a little tour of it it's like a super cute little studio in the Upper East Side so I wanted to be in Soho the universe said no you're going to Upper East Side I have to tell you guys I love the Upper East Side it's actually really quiet and what I want you guys to understand is I thought New York was going to be madness and it was madness. It was madness in Fidei. Like I was so overwhelmed. And then I got to the Upper East Side and I have street parking. I'm staring at my car right now on, on the street. I have been getting parking tickets, but not as expensive as a garage anyway. Some neighbor guy helped me get into this spot. Like people have been helping me do everything. Like the first day I got here, I got groceries. They only do paper bags. Cause like go New York city, dude. Like New York city is advanced as fuck. Like, I don't know. And my paper bag burst open with all my groceries while I was walking like the mile home from whole foods. Like fuck my life. My eggs were all smashed over the sidewalk. People were like, can I help you? I'm like, well, I'm home now. Like as I'm like walking up my stoop or whatever. And, um, so everyone's just been so friendly. It feels like a small town. Okay. So I thought it was going to be dirty. No, 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 no. I actually left those eggs out there. I feel so bad. I went back like the next day and they were gone. I was like, Oh fuck. Was I supposed to clean those up? Like people it's clean. Like there is trash, like whatever. It's a huge motherfucking major city. Like 8 million people live here in this city, but it's not like as dirty as you would think. It's not as dirty as I remember. Like obviously it's dirtier than Scottsdale, but like, it's definitely not dirtier than San Diego. Like down down San Diego is fucking nasty. So, um, and there's no homeless people in the Upper East Side. Like I've haven't seen one and I'm, I've watched Central Park every single day since I've been here for two weeks and I've never seen a homeless person in there. So Scottsdale, motherfucking Arizona is more disgusting with like methy homeless people all in my neighborhood right next to my condo than New York City. So 
it's not that I'm encouraging everyone to move to New York City, but like all the things that I thought I would not like about New York City were completely false. New York City is more considerate. They're like cleaner. They recycle. They don't use plastic bags. Like, dude, this this is how the rest of the world should live. People don't drive. Driving is motherfucking retarded. I mean, sorry, you should never say that word. I'm I need to get over that. It's ridiculous. I hate driving. Um. I can't wait to get rid of my car if I get to stay here, but like the way that the rest of the world or not even world, but like the country lives with like needing cars is so it's just like, I'm so over it. Like we don't put any thought into what we're doing. We just go through the motions because that's what we've been doing. Cars are so terrible and there's just no need for them when there's public transit. And like, I really enjoy riding public transit. I think it's so fun. I love seeing other humans and smiling at them. When I lived in Arizona. Here's here's the major shift. When I lived in Arizona, I hated everyone. I hated every single person that I came in contact with in my workday. I drove around like a goddamn maniac, honking my horn and screaming at people and flipping people off. I was fucking angry. I hated everyone. I thought I was better than everyone. Not really. Not really at the end of the day. I know I'm not better than anyone. I know nobody's better than anyone. But here's here's the point. When I got to New York City, it's like, you can feel this oneness here. First of all, I mean, New York City is like the greatest city in the world, like period. So, and I don't really think you can argue that. I don't know. I don't know what you would argue is a better city. So, so the reason that that's true is because of the oneness, like people are fucking happy to be here. Um, and it shows, and I don't know, people are just nice. Like people smile and it just feel, I feel connected to each person. I don't feel an anger towards anyone. I haven't really felt anger since I've been here. Like the anger has left my body and it's like, the most incredible feeling. Like it just feels like a community. It feels like a community I want to be a part of. And like, obviously maybe I'm living in La La Land and my mind will change. But like basically what I want to say about living anywhere is that it's all made up in your head. It's all just based on the small amount of experiences that have been placed in front of you when you've been there. So like for me, I hated San Diego. I think San Diego is the worst place on the planet. I wouldn't move back there if you paid me a million dollars. But, well, I mean, maybe now I would because what I'm trying to say is that my experiences there made me hate it. It's not that the place was bad. It's It was the time in my life and the experiences I had and the people I chose to surround myself with that made it, like, take such a toll on my soul. So everything that you believe about a place, you can clear, erase, and move on from, and that place can be something totally different. So it's all kind of like how you go into it. I think I came into New York City so ready to be here, wanting to be in a big city, not to be around like a ton of people necessarily, but to continue to be my homebody self and not feel alone. So like here, you can just be alone all day, but when you go walk down the street, you see a hundred, a thousand people, whatever. And it's like, you're not alone. You know, you're not alone. You know, you're all here together, going through this together. And like, I just feel this like great sense of community being here. So I don't know. I guess none of this really has a whole lot to do with not drinking, or maybe it does because I'm just like letting you know that if you quit drinking, your dreams can all become a reality. But this is what I'm learning right now. This is my download for today that I wanted to share with you guys. And um, I guess the major takeaway is just that truly, 
um, you do design your own reality. And the only way that you can do that is by focusing on what you want. And you can't really focus on what you want if you're always fucked up. Like you really just can't. So I think that's all for today. My voice is going out and I'm going to go rest some more. Um, and I hope you guys are all having a wonderful Sunday and that your 2023 is off to a magical start. And if it's not, it's never too late to regroup, um, set some new intentions and get on track for whatever it is that you want to accomplish. But just remember, just by being you, you are worthy and try to stay present in this moment. Um, right now, think of three things that you're super grateful grateful for and just focus on those and just know that right now in this moment right now you have everything you need you're safe you're warm you're cared for you're loved and you're worthy and your success is not defined by any accomplishment that you achieve it's just by being by being you are successful by healing and by going within and figuring out who you are and just adding a higher vibration to the planet. That's what makes you successful. All right. I love you. Have a great week.